Combo Mania, we're out here. Woo! <laughs> what up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 138. That's right, episode 138 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Thank you to all of the listeners across the globe that continue support. It has been nothing short of amazing. Go share this episode with a friend and leave a five star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Rate and review wherever. You listen to Combos Court. Today's show, Mr. Fomer Simpson returns. Fomey is the co-host of the Fomey and Buckets podcast with his brother, Charlie. A great podcast. Go subscribe to that. And go subscribe to Fomey's YouTube channel, Mr. Fomer Simpson. That's M-R-F-O-A-M-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's Get into it. Luca on the track. Foamy, man. Welcome back to Combo Squad. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm a little under the weather, uh, having some technical difficulties, but luckily, uh, my brother is a, is a tech wizard, so we're all good. You know what's funny? I was I was in New York. You were actually there with me one time, and uh, I ordered this vegan burger, and you were just like, what do you call you? call me a hipster. You're like, what's wrong with you? Get a I'm beef you- burger. And now I see your tweets saying, thinking about going vegan. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Thinking about going vegan, man. It's uh, it's been weighing on me heavily. Um, no pun intended. So your thoughts have changed a lot since that time we were in New York. I don't know if I can do it, but I for a lot of different reasons, and by that I mean a couple of different reasons. I'm thinking vegan is the way to go, but it, it it seems so difficult, especially if you're traveling, you're on the move, you work a lot, you don't have a lot of time to cook, especially down here. It's not like I'm in New York City or Los, Los Angeles or Chicago, where there's a bunch of options, um, you know, small market down here in Tampa. So I think it would be a little difficult practicality wise, but it's definitely something that, that I think is smart and more humane. Oh, that's the reason. Well, two, two reasons. Yeah. One is it seems like the, the meat products and, and the animals are, drugged up and you know pumped full of steroids and all kinds of weird chemicals and and drugs and then uh you know slaughtered very inhumanely um is would kind of be the other side of that so yeah it's kind of both of them and, and then also i got to um eat healthier you know I'm, i've been back on my fat boy shit so uh I, I, I got to get back. I got to turn back into Slim Poppy. So, uh, <laughs> you know, all, all three factors. How's your game looking? You in the post more now? Actually, nobody posts up anymore. No, nah, no one posts up, man. <laughs> po- post game is dead. No, just uh, jack up threes. But it's, uh, yeah, nah, the, the, the game feels good. But, you know, you just got to have, I got to have the vehicle to match. Gotcha. I see my guy uh, knees over toes killing people out there, man. Optimal optimal performance. (laughs) Yeah. Knees over toes, man. Guy is a damn. He's like the the Terminator. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Speaking of performance, you know, 
in today's day and age, like, I feel like every sneaker is good for performance, to be honest. Like, every basketball sneaker that comes out, none of them feel bad to me. Have you ever put any thought into, like, what could be done to make sneakers even better for performance than they are now? I don't know, man. You know, I'm looking at a couple sneakers over here as we talk. Um, I don't know. To your point, they're all so good. I mean, if you pick up a basketball sneaker from 1985, like the Jordan 1, for example. Right. It's like, how did anyone really hoop in this? You know, you pick up a pair of Patrick Ewings. He was hooping in those in the 90s. Those are like ankle weights. I'd rather hoop in Timberlands. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather hoop in a pair of Constructs. It's it's not a – but now – you know, there, there's so much cool technology. Um, every brand really has a good basketball sneaker or sneakers. I mean, from Nike, obviously, and Adidas to, you know, even I'm looking at a pair right now, even a pair of Lee Ning's, which is, uh, you know, D Wade's brand, not his brand, but China. That's who, right. Exactly. That's who yeah. he's with. And um, it's just, there's, there's so many options. So, um, what would make them better? I don't know. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure the, the, the scientists in the lab will, will figure it out. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I'm just, I'm just enjoying hooping in the pairs that they put out. Are you of the belief that low top sneakers make you more susceptible to, uh, ankle sprains? Nah, definitely not. That's something my brother and I've talked about a lot. Like if you're going to roll your ankle, you're going to roll your ankle. I, I mean, it's, I mean, sure, an ankle brace or tape your ankles up. I mean, a couple of different uh, colleges that I went to uh, demanded, or I, I don't know what the right word is, that it was, it was a rule that before practice, before games, you had to tape your ankles up. So, Which could make your ankles even weaker. I think that it actually does. I mean, right now, not this past summer, I believe it was the summer before, I sprained my ankle really, 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 really bad. Like, I mean, I had bruising like all the way up the side of my calf. And, uh, but I mean, do we really think that, you know, a little two and a half inches of, you know, suede and rubber is gonna, you know, on a, on a mid cut or a high top sneaker. I I don't think it really makes a difference. Um, and actually now that I think about it, the, the, the bad ankle sprains that I've had that I can remember were never in low tops. So, um, I've been playing in a pair of Kobe's recently, which are super low cut. And yeah, I don't, and Nike did a bunch of tests too. I, I, I forget whenever it was that the Kobe sneakers went to the low top. Yeah. He's the Nike. one who started it. Rest in peace, Kobe. He's definitely I, the one who, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he definitely did start it. So now nah, I, I, I think that that's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like a mental thing. You're used to hooping in high tops. And so you have a low top and, and, you know, all of a sudden you feel like you're more susceptible, but I don't think you really are. Right. Speaking of Kobe, man, uh, as I said in other podcasts, probably never been more upset about somebody's death outside of family or friends in my life. And it's probably not even close. Oh, it was brutal, man. It was really brutal. And it's like, you really have nothing to compare it to, you know, like it's just, you know, you're not used to caring so much about someone who, to your point, you know, not friends or family. It's like, you know, I think all of us, you know, can relate to what it's like to lose a family member, a relative, a grandparent, you know, and, um, you know, whoever or a friend or whatever the case may be. But um, it, it was really, it was kind of crazy. You know, it obviously it came out of nowhere. You know, my brother, we had just got done hooping and, and, and my brother texted me. He had left the gym about five minutes before me. 
and he texted me and he said, and he told me, he was like, man, Kobe died. And you didn't uh, believe it. I didn't believe it. Yeah, I didn't believe it. I thought, I, I thought it was like one of those hoaxes and whatever. For sure. You know? For sure. And, uh, yeah, man. Like it, it was something like I cried over it, man. And it wasn't even like. Me too. It, it, it's not something that I expected. It was just like, it was like, whoa, like it, it just hit you, you know? And, and even, even now I'm like, nah, man, Kobe's not gone. Like, nah, bro, not Kobe. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, we, we, we grew up on Kobe. You know, I, my brother and I talked about it on our podcast. But, you know, I mean, when when Michael Jordan hit the NBA and it's like, yo, we weren't we weren't even we weren't around. We weren't watching basketball like that. We weren't we were tiny little kids like really like Kobe's the guy that we grew up on. You know, I can remember being in middle school and and seeing Kobe in a slam magazine like this kid coming out of high school and. You know, and so like literally for our whole basketball career, starting from kids and, and going all the way up through high school and college and professionally and, and that whole journey, it's like Kobe is is kind of the guy, you know, and, you know, I, I think he impacted so many people, uh, especially Hoopers, but but really everyone. And so then to have him taken so suddenly and, and in that way and, you know, with the other people that were with him, including his daughter and all that stuff, man, it was just, it, you know, normally, you know, you lose a quote unquote celebrity or something like that. And you're like, man, that sucks, you know, and, you know. You've, yeah, you've this seen, was different. This, this was, was different. different. This one hit way different. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's sad, but it goes to show you how many, people he affected and, and impacted most, in a positive way. So, um, you know, Mamba forever. Most definitely Mamba forever. What are your thoughts on those that ran out and started uh, selling Kobe's? It's expected, I guess. I, I mean, you know, I bought a couple pairs, um, you know, the following week. Um, but it's, I, I didn't even think, you know, it's like my brother and I were over here and we're, we're kind of like in mourning. <laughs> I didn't even right. think to, I mean, I, I never would think to to sell a pair myself personally, but even to buy a pair, you know, I, I didn't think that. And it's like uh, the way it turned out, you know, obviously we have our YouTube channel where we, where we talk about sneakers and stuff, but right. um, that morning, that Sunday morning, we posted a Kobe video, one of my favorite sneakers of all time. And it's the Kobe six Grinch. And we posted uh, that video. And then just a few hours later, he passed away. So um, it's just that's and some of the people like some of the comments were like, Oh, these are so valuable now or Oh, these and it's like, yeah, I, I you know, I, I'm not really how. thinking. I'm not really thinking. About I, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, again, like that, you know, that's a sneaker that, you know, I, I would never sell at this point. But um, it's, it just goes to show you that, you know, in this country and in this world is really the right way to say it. Not just this country in this world. If there's a way to profit, people are going to profit. Like it doesn't matter if it's profiting off of someone else's pain. It doesn't matter if it's profiting off of, um, uh, you know, someone else's death or anything like that. Yeah. It, it kind of loops back in. Uh, Wouldn't you agree that all money is not good money though? At 100%. I, I mean, right. that's, that, that's dirty money. And right. you know, that's, you know, stuff like that when you're doing stuff like that it's just you know i i believe in karma so you know i don't think that i don't think you're setting yourself up uh to be happy if you're conducting yourself that way the same thing goes for the vegan thing like you know some of these animals who are you know slaughtered so brutally like it, it's it's for profit 
you know, it, it's th that that's all it is. These companies and these, you know, big money, uh, you know, uh, corporations and whoever's behind that, it's, it's, it's purely looking at it, you know, dollar signs. And, and I'm not comparing someone selling a pair of sneakers to, to someone doing that, but it's just, it's in this world, you know, Hey, you know, money is the root of all evil. So it's, uh, it is what it is. One of those situations where it is what it is. For sure. Thoughts and prayers to the Bryants and all the families that had somebody on that helicopter. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, shift, staying on sneakers, man. Right. I noticed when, uh, when I go to Foot Locker, uh, you know, I like the ones. I have a lot of pairs of ones. I could just go and grab a pair of ones now. I feel like, like four years ago, it was tough to get a pair of ones in the store. What has been the shift? Has it been the apps? Like, why, why are they so much more accessible, even though I love it? I was just wondering. I, I think like anything, it's just things are so saturated now. And, and I think people are so focused on the collaborations, like the Travis Scott sneakers or, you know, the off-white stuff that Virgil does or the, the really hyped up, the stuff that has the monetary resale value. And if it's not, if it doesn't fall into that kind of small pond, the rest of the stuff kind of just sits. I mean a few years ago, everything was selling out. I mean, every Jordan, every, like, you know, every Kobe, every LeBron. And now it's like a lot of it just sits, especially as far as Jordans. Like I went to the mall down here the other day and there's eight, nine, 10 different pairs of retros that are just sitting there on the shelf. You know, there's full size runs in the back. And um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, supply and demand and, you know, not just Jordan brand, but all these brands are kind of flooding the market because sneakers is a billion dollar industry and they're so popular, but they're flooding. They're, they're even outdoing, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little sick here. They're even outdoing the, uh, the demand. And um, I think that that's why you have just stuff sitting like that. But, you know, again, to your point, better for the people who want to go in and actually wear them because you know if you have to go and jump through hoops to, to find a pair of ones then you know you probably wouldn't have any but because you can go in and buy a pair you know then, then you can enjoy them for sure what is what is the best deal you ever got like running into a marshall's and trying to find cheap sneakers like what's the best deal you ever had uh best deal you know i've seen stuff on the internet where you're like is that is that bullshit yeah or right really happen? <laughs> you throw, you know, you he, see, like, do, do throw some travis scott's on the uh the yeah show. <laughs> exactly to, to snap, <laughs> snap a flip real quick um but let me see what i'm not really like a a deal hunter guy is, is that se. is that your brother's wave more it's probably a little more his wave. We were doing yeah. it for a while. We had like a little segment on YouTube where right. we were going to Marshalls and Ross and stuff like that. I never saw anything too crazy. Like, you know, I, I think one of the things that you can come up on in places like that is like PEs, player exclusives. So like, you know, we'd go in there and find like a pair of Kobe's or a pair of bronze that were like, you know, made for the UNLV basketball team or something I've, like that. I've seen that before. I've seen like some Oklahoma, like exactly. Time. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that's what I would see the most. I mean, I've never gone in there and found anything that had like crazy resale value or anything. I, I've gone into a Marshalls and, and found something for 50 bucks, though, that you could turn around and probably sell for 250, which obviously, I mean, you're not going to get rich off that, but right. Um, you know, I guess if you did enough of it for me, 
the, the, you know, kind of just who I am and the way my mind works. I, I look at sneakers, not necessarily like, oh, I can go turn around and make a profit on this. I, I look at it like, oh, what do I want to wear? Oh, I want to hoop in those. Oh, I want to, you know, like I wouldn't even bother myself buying a sneaker that I was going to turn around and make a hundred bucks on because in order for that to be profitable and, and worth your time and effort and energy, you have to be doing it on a much bigger scale. So uh, I haven't found anything too crazy, but uh, definitely like some gems, definitely some stuff that you wouldn't find if you walked in to Foot Locker on that same day. Right. Sometimes you, if you just need something quick to hoop in, you know, I don't think it's a bad idea to run into one of those stores. Oh, absolutely. They always have like hyper dunks and like right. shit like that. Right. A lot of the simple stuff is a lot more comfortable than people might think, you know? 100%. A lot of the classics, like, you know, the hyper dunk came out in what, like, oh, eight. So yeah, that was so comfortable. All so, of them. Yeah. And I mean, it's been around for over a decade. So they, a lot of times you're going to be much better off with something like that than a sneaker that just came out, just released, uh, just uh, was created. So, you know, the, the, the classics are always where it's at. For sure. You mentioned classic. I think somebody asked you on your story um, what your favorite album was. And I think you said the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. The blueprint. Right. So in today's, like the way people consume music today, I just think it's hard and correct me if you think I'm wrong to have a classic album anymore. Cause so much more music comes out. Do you feel that way? No question. No question. And, and because of social media, it's become such a, like, what have you done for me lately type of thing? Right. You know, and it's like, and there are so many more artists and, you know, everything is streamed and it's like, it, you know, Travis Scott drops his album and Drake drops his. And it's like, you know, a, a couple of weeks later, you're like, all right, where's the new music? All right. Who, you know, I, I mean, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, Drake will drop an album and a couple months later, I'm like, damn, I'm ready for some new Drake. Right. And it, it, it's, I don't months. Think, so, I mean, some people might wait a week and want some new Drake. You I, know? I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, and, and then there are just so many artists and I think it's, it's so easy. It's so much easier well, easier or harder depends on how you look at it. But just social media has really changed the, the climate and, and the structure of a lot of things, uh, music included. So I think that it is hard to have a classic album. I don't think people really let them marinate the right. same way. I mean, it was like, like, you know, back in the day and not to get on some super old head shit, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but, but you remember, man, like, like I'm talking like go back to like the CD player days. hundred like, percent. Yeah. Like, yo, you'd go and, you know, I used to go to the, um, the Virgin mega store right. in Times Square. You had to put in work to get an album. So you want to listen to it. More. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you had to, you know, you went and you bought your album and, you know, I can remember buying the Nelly album back in like, oh man, whenever, you know, the country grammar, like 99 or whenever. Right, right. And, you know, that was, I mean, I just listened to it on, I just would play the whole thing through and play the whole thing. And, and you know, growing up in New York City, we we're always on the train, always right. walking somewhere, always, so, you know, so it's like, you know, you're going to a game, you're coming back from a game, you're going to school, you're coming. And so I, I really, really used to like, let those albums marinate and like catch all it, you know, it's like a movie, right? Like if you watch a movie once, but if you watch it again, you notice something you didn't notice before. 100%. And then the third time and the fourth time albums are the same way. Like the blueprint. Like, oh, I know the blueprint. I noticed stuff to this day. 
like same, every year. Same. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Same, same years and years and years later. So yeah, it's definitely different, but, but, and it's so hard to pick a favorite album because I like so many, but it, it's definitely got to be the blueprint. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, let's, let's shift to the Knicks. Sure. Um, who do you on a, more, still have- <laughs> on a more depressing note. <laughs> <laughs> who do you, who, out of those young guys, um, and I've said this before, like on my podcast, out of the, when I was watching the Knicks this year, I never thought Marcus Morris was going to go, by the way, which is a pretty good pickup. Out of the guys yeah. that they have now, I think guys that could really help good teams, Reggie Bullock and yep, Mitchell yep. Robinson, those guys could really help good teams. Who on the Knicks out of the young guys do you have still have hope for? I love Mitchell Robinson. Right. Uh, I love Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Alonzo Trier is the homie. You know, he hasn't been playing as much. Um, but, ah, man, you know, I, I got to be honest. Like, I want to like R.J. Barrett. I do. But I, I, I just I, – I don't think I see it the way a lot of other people do. Um, he's I mean, just, he's going to have a long NBA career at the least. No question. No question. You no know? question. I, I just – you know, and I think as a Knicks fan, I know – any Knicks fans, if there are any left um, listening to this, it's, it's tough as a Knicks fan, man, because it's like, you know, yeah, RJ is a solid player, but you know, he's not going to turn the franchise around. Like, do you think, and I feel that way sometimes as well, but do you think sometimes we're too quick to rush to conclusions and forget how young these kids are? Of course, of course. And that's why, honestly, whether it be, you know, here on this podcast or on our own podcast or my brother and I, or if I'm on another podcast, like I really don't like to slander or put down uh, really basketball players in general. Yeah. But a young kid is it's like specifically the young yeah. guys. Yeah. Like RJ, yeah. But like, like what is he? 19, 20. Like I, I don't, I don't want to sit here and, and, and bash the kid, you know, but um, absolutely. You know, we do. Ju- and again, going back to social media, man, it's like, it's crazy. Like, and that's something that like the Jordan era didn't have to deal with. And that's why, you know, a guy like LeBron, it's, it makes me respect him more because he's been able to live up to unrealistic expectations, really unrealistic. And I'm talking every game, every shot, if he gets dunked on, it's all over Twitter within seconds. Like it's, you know, if he misses a shot or air balls a three, or it's, it's crazy the standard that he's held to. And it's with, social media basically coming in and, and, and commentating in real time. It's just, I think it's, it's, it's really, really tough for a lot of players. And even the players who say, yo, they, especially the young guys, like, you know, a guy like RJ Barrett being in that New York city market and with social media and having to deal with, you know, everyone from me to, you know, reporters to, to the, to the fan, just anyone you know, putting their two cents in and, and how they feel about some 19 year old kid. So it, it really, really is difficult. Um, you know, with that in mind, the Knicks suck and they do, they have for a long time. I, Dolan is like, I, I hate Dolan, man. I, I think yeah. that he's really ruined uh, a beautiful franchise, even though it's not like the Knicks have some, you know, illustrious history, but um it's just he just seems to make a lot. It was like if you look at the the history of some of his decisions, and um, he just seems to bring like a bad energy to the Knicks. So uh, definitely not a fan of his. But we need a lot of work, and I think that we've taken some baby steps. But the it's going to be tough to 
really compete for a championship in the NBA if free agents don't want to play for you. 100%. And, I mean, you can watch the um, Kevin Durant interview. Uh, man, there's a, this podcast. My brother put me onto it. It's with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Yeah, all the smoke. I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's I, I good. love it, man. I love it. It's, it's, it's so authentic. And Kevin Durant, right? Like a lot of people feel a certain type of way about Kevin Durant. He left and joined the, you know, record-breaking uh, Warriors and blah, blah, blah. And it, I, I get it. I understand. You know, he had the burner accounts and this and that. He still has them. He still has them. Still has yeah, them. But, yeah. but, yo, I'll tell you what I appreciate, appreciate about him, man. Like, in an interview like that, he kept it a buck. Right. Like, he just kept it a buck. Like he said, he was like, yeah, you know, I looked at the Clippers a little bit. He's like, you know, I, I, I had the Knicks on the list just to do my due diligence, but I don't really want to play for the Knicks. You know, it was like, and, and I think that's real. Like, I don't think, like, when LeBron was a free agent and, and ended up going to the Lakers, like, the, the, the Knicks, he's not going to the Knicks. Like, no one's going, who's going to the Knicks? Like, we get, we get dudes who are, like, five tiers down from that and overpay the shit out of them. All and the time, so, all the time. Terrible, man. Like, you look at some of the contracts and some of the people we've paid, and it's just like, bro, that's not going to get it done. If, if we're going to do that, let's load up on draft picks and let dudes like R.J. Barrett just go out there and, and, and get tons and tons and tons of reps. Right. Like, do we really need to bring in uh, Taj Gibson? and, and they're, they're, like, stuck in between. Exactly. And the thing is, and that's no shots at Taj Gibson. I, I love his game. Yeah. But, and he's but, from New York. And he's from New York. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't want to show my bias. But um, – even um, Marcus Morris and, and, and Randall and like, yo, why do we need all these power forwards? You were right. Actually, you were, you taught, you said that, you said that on my podcast, actually, and you were right a hundred percent. I was, I was looking, I was like, Foamy's right on this one. Yeah, too many power just, forwards. And you said it early. Forwards. Yeah. Sure and, and there, and, and a lot of them are dudes that are 30. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like let, they're going to take minutes from RJ Barrett. They're going to take minutes from Kevin Knox. They're going to take minutes from, from some of these other guys that we might as well let them develop and, and, and try to, if anything, take a few bad contracts that are expiring soon in exchange, you know, for teams that are competing right now in exchange for some draft picks. So I, I just think the way the Knicks have done it and continue to do it is kind of ass backwards, but it is what it is. You know, at, at least you're used to it. I know it sounds bad to say, but like yeah. the, the Knicks have been bad kind of forever now. So it's like, it, it almost is what it is at this point. Bro, let's get off the Knicks then, man. Too depressing. Anyway, Please. <laughs> too depressing for Phoebe <laughs> for sure. But um, speaking of young players, uh, I've, I had John Moran as rookie of the year real early in the season. Is Zion going to ruin that or is it too late? How do you feel? I, man? I think it's too late, but I was actually thinking about this the other day. You, um, have had some really good calls and I've had some really bad calls. Um, you were really high on Doncic. Really high. Really yeah. high. And I'm going to be honest. I, I, I was like, I mean, I knew that he was super skilled and, and I knew he'd be okay. But now you also saw him in person in the summer league and. No, no, know, no. He didn't play that year. Oh, he didn't. No. Damn. So, so what were you basing that on? Him killing in EuroLeague and watching some of that and the way he would get his shot off so easily. And I knew EuroLeague is to so tough to get your 
shot off at that level. Right, he was right. So young, and his passing ability was so elite. Either hand, he was just doing amazing stuff. He's like a savant. He he and, really is. It's and, crazy. And, and Euroleague people don't realize how tough it is to get off in Euroleague. Like it, the, it, pain, it really the is. pain is so clogged. Yeah, and, and and they don't have dudes averaging thirty seven over there. You know. Right, right, now, right. Now, twenty twenty is usually the high. You know. Exactly. So yeah. it's um yeah you had a good call with him and and definitely with Ja Morant. I I knew Ja was going to be good. Um, I, I didn't think, and it's tough because Zion was hurt. I didn't think that he would necessarily be the rookie of the year. Although I remember on our podcast, we talked about it. I thought that there was a chance for it just because he was on such a bad Memphis team that I knew he'd have high volume, but Memphis actually isn't as bad as I thought they were going to be. And a big part of that, now they've brought in different pieces, but a big part of that is uh, John ja Morant, so hundred uh, percent, you, you turn them into winners, which is the most imp- which, is, which is the most impressive part. And I like Jaron Jackson Jr. a lot too, and they have some yeah. other really good young players. Jaron Jackson is a stud, absolutely. I I love his game, and uh, but man, John ja Morant is just he's so fun to watch. The most fascinating team in the league right now is Houston. You think so? Why? Yeah, that, that the way they're playing, like, is scary because they're just playing a math game, so they don't eat, so they don't even have to play that well, and they could still win games. Yeah, you're talking about with jacking up all the threes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, they got P.J. Tucker at the five. I mean, uh, I don't think it's going to win a championship. No, but. it's not. It's just – it's kind of just fascinating. I'm glad they did it. I think it made the league interesting. I, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. It's, it's not it's, – it's intriguing a little bit. I can't say it's basketball that I necessarily like to watch. Right. The actual game of it is not – so fascinating, but the idea right. of it is very fascinating to me. It's to see, see what see what will happen and see if other teams will copy it eventually. A- absolutely, yeah, for sure. If there was one thing you could change about sneaker culture, what would it be? Oh man, uh, one thing I could change about sneaker culture, um, I think less um, judgment. You know, you know, I see um, on social media a lot. It's like you know, oh, you can't, there, there's a lot of commentary, you know, oh, you can't like these sneakers or you're a bozo or, oh, who would wear these or, or, or who would wear those? Like less that and more just doing your own thing. I think that was the beauty of sneakers and streetwear. I'm kind of putting them together a little bit, but like growing up was kind of hunting for your own shit. And like, like I remember uh, the first Air Max sneaker I ever got was the Air Max 120. It's actually hanging up down here at the workshop. It's it's a pair of Air Maxes, and they had have like the Spider Man pattern on them. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so the so the pair that I got was it was the pair with the orange gradient, you know, right. on like that spider web pattern. And I remember when I got them, and and I got them, and I went to the park, and I, I was the only kid with the with the, with that sneaker, and it was like everyone was like, yo, those shits are fresh. Yo, where'd you get those from? And, you know, and it was like, there was a little bit more individuality. And, and does it feel like the music thing we were talking about? Like you were kind of, people were it, just more it into really it does. And, had a, and had a great feeling about the sneaker. Exactly. It, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It just, there was a little bit more, I don't know. It was a little more, it, it felt a little bit more pure. And again, not to, not to sound like an old head. It's just, I, I think with social media, it, it's just, it's changed thing. It, it, yeah. You know, it's, There's a lot of great things that come out of it, but then some things, oh, you know. No doubt. I mean, I mean sure. we're making, making careers off of it. But right, it's, right. It's, it's like 
it's what have you done for me? It's like, all right, these released. All right, what's next? What's next? What's next? Oh, oh, those have no resale value. Oh, you're a bozo. Why would you even want those? Oh, them shits are corny. Oh, those didn't even sell out. Like, like that whole way of thinking is kind of cheese ball to me. So um, if I could change one thing, it would probably be that. Yeah, you mentioned streetwear. And uh, I guess I said we were going to finish our sneakers, but let's finish. Would you consider your hoodies that you put out streetwear? Oh, 100%. You have a lot of great ideas. When do you feel like you get your greatest ideas? Is it like riding in the car? Is it when you're just making other content? Yeah, I think just I think just whenever. Like I, I think everyone's different, and any any creative person kind of has their own process or whatever. For me, obviously, you know this. Everyone listening might not, but you know, for me, it's a fifty fifty thing always with my brother. So, right. you know, a lot of times him and I just talking. You know, like like we did a hoodie we actually restocked a hoodie today that did really well and, and really resonated with people. It was like a Valentine's day hoodie and um, him and yeah, I, that was talk- dope. That was dope, yeah. man. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. And, and we were talking about it and you know how much people liked it. And then I was like, Oh shit. And then I had an idea for something along the same lines kind of, but kind of on the flip side of it with the heart, like, like, I won't get into all the details, but basically I want to do it now with a broken heart. Right. And so it's just like just him and I chopping it up and kind of going back and forth. A lot of times an idea, you know, will come to mind or I'll see something or he'll see something and we'll be like, yo, you peep that. Oh, and, and, and a lot of times it's not stuff that we really have the capabilities or the wherewithal to make. Like, you know, if we had every piece of clothing, you know, every blank on deck and every type of machine and you know i've wanted to do stuff with um sneakers before but it's like you know oh we can't embroider that because the side of it is too soft and it's like a a lot of our ideas we actually haven't even been able to execute so that's kind of like an ongoing uh battle uh, a little bit but in a fun way because we're always trying to create shit so it there's no one set time it's not like oh i think of my ideas in the shower or i think of my ideas when i walk my dog right. like it, it's just they, they kind of just uh naturally and organically kind of uh come to be and and then we have fun trying to uh bring them to life i know this would be when i'm on my phone and i'm trying to think of something and then when i get off my phone i think of it right away and more oh 100 that always happens <laughs> That, that's just life right there. <laughs> For sure. Foamy, this was great. Um, always enjoy having you on the show. Where can we find you on social media and everywhere else? At Mr. Fomer Simpson on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube. Uh, the Foamy and Buckets podcast. Hey. Uh, on all podcasting platforms or on most of them anyway. It's a dope podcast. I listen in all the time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. You know, I'm, I'm not hard to find. Dope, man. Thanks, Foamy. I appreciate you taking your time, especially when you're sick. Talk soon. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court and big shouts to Foamy for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, leave a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple podcast at rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, man, share this episode with a friend via social media or word of mouth. Be on the lookout for episode one. Three, nine, combo, out.